Thursday, April 26th, coming up, Prospects Report. We play buy or sell. Talk about some struggling closers. Michael Pineda is out for the year. Oh, the Yankees, they just can't catch a break. Story of their franchise, you know? Um, and a lot more. Three up, three down, rotation, everything you've come to expect. Your email's a little bit later. Fantasy Baseball at cbsinteractive.com. Please put podcasts in the subject line. Al is out today. Scott and Nando are here. Hello, Scott. Hello. Hello, Nando. What's up, Adam? Let's do it. Here we go. Fantasy irrelevant stat of the day. The Rangers are saying that Robbie Ross, a relief pitcher, is the first pitcher in the majors since at least 1918 to earn four relief wins in his first six career appearances. Ross has not allowed an earned run in eight innings. That's Anybody? a 1918 name right there, too. Robbie Ross. Robbie yeah. Ross. You see, like you know, the little T19 cards in the, in the cigarette packs. I didn't see him pitch last night, but I would picture him in stirrups. <laughs> yeah, totally in stirrups. Anybody know anything about Robbie Ross? I know he carries like a My Little Pony backpack to the book bag. It's got like a little stuffed animal sticking out of what, it too. Really? He wears like a little a cowboy hat, I think, also. <laughs> A, a rookie hazing thing, basically. <laughs> oh, cool. But uh, I, I saw it at that game I went to in Fenway. I didn't know it was Robbie Ross at the time, but I've since made That's the funny. connection. <laughs> and uh, based on the way it's going for him so far, he might stick with that. I don't know. Fantasy relevant stat of the day, Ted Lilly. He is a stud right now. That's not the stat. The stat is that he has not allowed a home run in 62 and a third innings. And I, I think the other stat was he had averaged like 27 home runs allowed in his previous nine seasons, but he is keeping the ball in the ballpark. And as a consequence, he is 2-0 with an 0.90 ERA, only 11 strikeouts in 20 innings and eight walks. But here's a guy, Ted Lilly, who's owned in 63% of leagues. Thoughts on him? I think we're seeing a bit of a shift lately, and I've, I've kind of noticed this with all these pitchers who don't strike out a lot but are, are still managing these low ERAs. And I don't know if that's due to the PED era maybe being over and, and going back to these finesse guys who are – basically unexciting but you know give you fantasy relevance in those other categories where you need them but you know good for Ted Lilly I think 63 percent's maybe a little low he's, he's more like a 72 75 or to me well, I don't know I, I think strikeouts are still up and, and I don't even see Ted Lilly as a strike as a non-strikeout pitcher right 11 and 20 innings isn't good but uh over the course of the season seven per nine is is uh, a reasonable expectation for him um I just, I don't know that I'm willing to <laughs> adjust how I value Lily because of this hot start. I mean, he's in his late 30s. He's a decent back-end guy in, in mixed leagues, maybe a little underrated because the whip's always low, but he is going to give up some home runs in due time. That's just <laughs> what he does. <laughs> it's eventually going to happen. Yeah. All right, follow us on Twitter at CBSFantasyBB, at CBS Scott White. At Nando CBS, N A N D O, at Al Milk CBS, Al M E L C, and at Adam Azer, A I Z E R. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash CBS Sports Fantasy Baseball. Three up. Nando, this one's all you. Oh, thanks, man. The Cubs have hit seven <laughs> home runs this year, and Brian LaHare has four of them. Couldn't be prouder. This is what a parent feels like when their kid hits the winning shot, you know? I, I love it. I love it. You're buying into it? I've, I've bought into it, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm fully, I've got Brian LaHare even in my shallower leagues just so I'd have him. The one problem is he's not playing against left-handers, at least so far. If he keeps this up, 
it's not like the Cubs have much offense otherwise, so they're going to have to change that. But right now he's on pace for something like 350 at-bats, mm. which isn't, isn't going to work out if that continues. I'm not that afraid. That is interesting. I don't think I worry about that yet. Okay, three up number two, Billy Butler homer twice. That gets you in three up, three down. Just thoughts on Billy Butler so far this year, guys? Um, nothing's really changed for me with him either. Uh, you know, we're, we're, I think there's still a certain number of people who are going to hope for more power from him, and then it's so a two-homer game is probably encouraging for them. But he's such a good hitter otherwise that a 20-homer season is plenty good enough uh, if you own him. I wouldn't, I wouldn't expect much more than that. Butler or LaHare? LaHare. No I've never way. been excited by Come Billy on. No Lahare, I knew you were going to say that. That's why I threw it out there. I, <laughs> I think Lahare was going to be like, so no it, way. Lahare's got 30 home there, run potential. La, if Lahare was out there on waivers, and for some reason you played in such a super small league that Billy Butler was the worst player on your team, you would drop Billy Butler for Brian Lahare. I wouldn't have Billy Butler on my team to begin with. I see him more oh, as like a super. 16 home run. This, I'm, I'm, all right, I should clarify. I'm talking rotisserie. He here, hits 300 every year. Standard. Head to head, he, he gets ninety RBI. Lahair's not. Lahair's going to do that. Lahair's and he's going to have more home RBI. runs. I bet you Lahair could have ninety runs batted in. Look at his minor he, league stats. He could. He had. But I, he would, has, I would bet on Billy Butler having ninety over Lahair. We could make another season long. It would <laughs> bet if you like, but I would say for what it is, Brian Lahair. I mean, just because he hasn't done it before doesn't mean he can't. He just never had the chance. So you're saying in head to head, you'd still take Butler over him, though. In head-to-head, I'd take Butler, but, okay. you know, I'd choose to not play as much head-to-head as possible. <laughs> Fair enough. Too many point values to memorize. Yeah, you know, I kind of wanted to have the head-to-head versus Roto debate at some point. We could just cancel the rest I, of the I show right now. I like head-to-head better, personally. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. You like it, too? I, I like head-to-head I mean, we've talked about better. it between the three of us, Al, you and myself. And yeah. We're all in the head-to-head boat. Some listeners aren't. Nando isn't. Um, I'm kind but, of I mean, it's good, to have, year, it's good to have the different perspective. I, we talked about it before. I, I, I don't think Roto, because it has the limits on the categories, gives the fairest assessment of a player's value. And I think uh, because there's only one winner, it's not like there's a playoffs yeah, in Roto. Right. It's quick for everybody else to lose interest. And that's exactly and, right. And then you, you just have two months of fantasy baseball. It seems like you could do head-to-head Roto. You could do. We're, we're playing in a head-to-head head roto categorical. Yeah. That's what yeah. I like. I like the so-called head-to-head roto. That's the happy medium that I found. But I, yeah. I, I, I still don't like that because, you know, then guys like, the, you know, the doubles and triples yeah. guys, st- stats that are valuable in real life don't get any credit, and and that doesn't seem that's batting average. Fair. It's called batting average, Scott. Yeah, but a, but sing- a double, a, a double is more valuable a than a single. I mean, if, you a get, single. if you hit a double, that you've got a better chance of getting a run batted in from that double, and you're on second base, so you'd probably be driven in at a better and, rate. And then what about the walks? I mean, on-base percentage, you get on, you get, I, I think that's it's, what runs it's are there for. <laughs> common knowledge now, on-base percentage is more valuable than, than batting average. It's, it's a, a more relevant stat. When, so. when Dan Okren invented the game, he went through all the standings over several years, and he said, here, here are the four categories on each side that determine the standings. And then when they expanded to five, they just, you know, the fifth with runs and, and strikeouts, discovered this is, this is what all the teams who win have in common are these categories. Like, you just banged it out, did all the math. Maybe the times have changed a little bit, but, you know. That's yeah, I, th- I think that's, that's how the game came lot. about. Uh, all right. There's been, there's been advances in, in statistical analysis since then. 
I love it. Little debate here. All right. <laughs> three up, number three is Omar Infante. Uh, he had his fifth home run last night. It's almost like we got to start paying attention to this power surge of Omar Infante. Uh, Omar Infante or Jamile Weeks? Jamile. I, I still don't see the power surge continuing for Infante. It reminds me of that. Uh, it was before you were here, Adam, but a few years ago, Ryan Terrio had hit like five home runs over this five-week stretch, and and he ended up with seven home runs that season. It, it kind of reminds me of that sort of deal. There's just too long of a track record for a guy who's already in his 30s. Um, I, I don't see that changing. Okay, uh, three down, struggling closers, three down number one, two guys here. Javi Guerra allowed five consecutive hits in the ninth, and he got hit in the face by a comebacker, and then he got booed off the mound, which really didn't seem right. <laughs> but he's struggling, three losses in his last five appearances. Hector Santiago also blew a save. He has a pretty ugly ERA. Would you be more worried about Guerra or Santiago right now, Nando? Um, you know, personally, I'd rather, I think I'd rather have Guerra, but I'm more worried about Guerra because the, the shouts for Kenley Jansen, how well he's pitching in middle relief. Santiago, I've been saying he's, he's an unknown quantity. Everyone was all happy when he won the job and they got him, but you know, the, the second half of that is what can Santiago do? And so far we're kind of seeing there's, there's not much. Um, right. He also has some guys beating down his door, but I don't think as, they're banging as hard as Kenley Jansen is. Well, the thing about Kenley Jansen I don't think I've ever seen anything from the Dodgers organization itself suggesting we see this guy being our closer at some point or even even putting closer next to his name in any capacity. It's just fans and stupid media people like us who, mm-hmm. who have generated that. So I, I, don't, I don't know that he's banging on the door as loudly as a lot of people want to think he is. I... He, he, Guerra has obviously had much more success closing than Santiago has, and Santiago has like three or four alternatives they could go with. Addison Reed has a zero ERA right now, and he obviously has experience closing from college, so I'm more worried about Santiago. Three down number two is Giancarlo Stanton. Now, I, all right, so I'm doing the notes yesterday. I see he's, he has not homered in 58 at-bats this season, and I put in the notes, when does he go back to Mike? <laughs> and then I read Danny Nobler's blog today. And I see this quote. He should go back to Mike, one scout joked. No one named Giancarlo has ever hit home runs in the big leagues. Plenty of guys named Mike have. So I guess I'm just not as original <laughs> as I thought I was. But who's worried about uh, Giancarlo, Mike Stanton? I'm not. I think, I think you know, he had the knee problem. Maybe he's, he's still coming back. No one knows how serious that is. He's not going to tell people how serious it is. He's just going to play through it like a man. But, but that, wouldn't you be worried about that? Well, I'd be worried about it now. But, I mean, you know, things – happen things heal give okay. him some time works on it goes away and he starts hitting the home run. i mean you're talking about knees that's that's where your power comes from your knees your legs your hips it's uh it's it's just a matter of time i think until he is fully healed i guess is the way we're looking at it but i mean i saw him playing he you know he took that slide the other night against uh was it the mets probably it was a very awkward slide i don't know if that's just the situation that he was in where he looked like he thought he might have to bowl over the catcher and then discover that the ball dribbled away so he could just slide in um or what but I don't know. He he doesn't look as spry as he did last year. Maybe that's it. I don't think the problem is Mike and Giancarlo. I think. Well, probably not. I think the problem might be just lingering so can, knee issues. Can we break out the one through ten scale? How worried? Yeah. Uh, like a two. Scott, I'll go two also. Omar Fonte's hitting five home runs for this team. <laughs> <laughs> Cameron Maben three down number three. He's batting one sixty seven. He went zero for four yesterday. I don't know why anybody's still starting him. He started in more than half of leagues. Yeah. He's owning like 85% or something like that. And 
you know, even when he's good, he's a one-trick steals guy. He, he hits 260. His breakout season, he hit 260 with not much power, really. So I don't get it. I dropped him in the podcast league this morning for Mike Trout. Oh. And I know nothing is imminent with Mike Trout, but I'll stash him on my bench and maybe get a great player out of it. And I'm done with Maven. Yeah. Did you do that move specifically uh, to segue to the prospects in today's show? No, or? well, no. <laughs> it's good for, for the good but, of the yeah, show. <laughs> we are going to talk about uh, Trout a little bit later. Um, but uh, would you guys – uh, did I do okay? Well, that's a long time to – I perceive it being a long time to stash Trout in a league where you have only five bench slots. Yeah. I, but, I might drop Trout if, I, if the yeah, need comes if, up, but there's no need some, for me to somebody have somebody cool appears on the waiver right. wire, you know. I don't think there's that much exciting right now because I just checked. I picked up Jose Altuve this morning, <laughs> and that was the only one who interested me. So Jose Altuve is good, and he's in buy or sell. Uh, we'll talk about him a little bit later. Okay, let's go to the rotation. Jason Hamill, 3-0 and with a 1.73 earned run average, 25 strikeouts in 26 innings. He's owned in half our leagues. I think uh, there's something to watch here because he started throwing a sinker this year, had never really used it before. And that's the kind of pitch where if you master it, it can be your whole arsenal pretty much. I mean, Brandon Webb was basically a Cy Young guy three years in a row because his sinker was so good. Um, And the rest of his stuff wasn't so much. But, uh, yeah, so I could see it being a legitimate transformation from Hamill. If he's out there, I would look to add him for sure. Would you drop Clay Buckholtz, he's number two in the rotation, for Jason Hamill? Buckholtz, again, struggled. Um, I don't think I'm ready to drop him yet, but it's getting there. It's It's been one awful, awful start after another, and he's giving up tons of hits. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'd be worried if I owned Buckholz, but I'm not dropping him yet. I'm not dropping him. I'm actually kind of upset that he's still owned in 86% of leagues because we can't even give this advice like, oh, you know, buy low on Buckholz. Hey, it might be different People tomorrow, People are holding though. on to him, yeah. It might be different uh, tomorrow. People might drop him now. You know? Maybe. Yeah, maybe you're right. All right, how about this? Buckholtz, would you drop him for Jared Parker? No. Nope. Is there anyone out there that you would drop him for? <laughs> Brian LaHare. <laughs> anyone out there? Not. I, I mean, if you want to talk about, like... Kyle Drabeck. <laughs> no. Kyle Drabeck, no. I, I, I don't Jared think... I, I think there's, there are some leagues where there... I don't know that anybody owned in less percentage of leagues than Buckholtz. I would drop Buckholtz. Four. Okay. Then let's go to uh, three or rotation spot number three. Lance Lynn is the first four-game winner in baseball. I want him to stay in the rotation forever. His ERA <laughs> is 1.33. I like Lance Lynn. Go away, Chris Carpenter. Mm-hmm. Or somebody else if somebody Carpenter else. comes back. Yeah, what sucks is Kyle Loesch and Jake Westbrook are off to great starts too. I don't know that that's going to last, especially Westbrook. But... I, I have a hard time believing if Lynn even halfway keeps this up that they would take him out. It's been a big part of their success so far. Trevor Cahill, Nando, he's number four in the rotation. One and two, 3.70 ERA, but he's not going deep into games. He's not striking people out, really. We got an email from Alexander in Norway who says, and this I thought was hilarious, Cahill is borderline DTM. How long until I drop him or see if I can trade him away? That would be dead to me. <laughs> um, 
I wasn't high on him during the draft, but I picked him up. I was offered Duda for him one week ago. Can't believe I let that go. Did you have to look up DTM? Nope, nope I knew what it was, and I thought you're, that was pretty you're funny. Just, you're just all over the interwebs, <laughs> aren't you? LOL, I certainly <laughs> am. All right, your thoughts on Cahill. Would you DROP him? To be honest, I can't believe that he's a he's only got a 3.70 ERA. Yeah, I mean, in my head, I was thinking it's got to be like 5.6, something like that, but... Maybe he got lucky with some honor and run. I got to go back and look because in my head, Kale's been bad this year. I'm not. I'm not ready to drop him at all. Hold on. Okay. I did drop him in a league. I got to. I have to admit. Admit it. I think I, I dropped it all out I think here, I Scott. dropped him for Jose Altuve in a league. Ah. So. In the podcast league. No, in a different head-to-head league. You're all over Jose Altuve. I am. <laughs> I guess I picked him up in three or four leagues. I think. Uh, okay, and rotation spot number five, six innings, two earned runs for Kyle Drabeck. He's owning 64% of leagues, three strikeouts only. Drabeck or Zito? Another good start for Zito, by the way. I'm going Drabeck. Yeah. Drabeck or Capuano? I will go Capuano because I still don't trust Drabeck to stick around, and Capuano should at least have a decent strikeout rate. Drabeck. Drabeck or Hochaver? Hoshaver. Yeah? That's bad. Yeah. No, I think I think Hoshaver's still a decent sleeper. Had the one terrible start, but it was really just the first inning in that one, and then three pretty good starts. So Interesting. Yeah. That means you really don't like Barry Zito. Oh yeah. No, I really don't like Barry Zito. <laughs> I, I don't trust that. Um I understand he made he's made some changes, but I, I still don't trust it yet. Injuries news and notes, Michael Pineda is out for the season. Recovery is about a year. For keeper leagues here, who knows what you're going to get from him next year? His recovery is supposed to be you know, 12 months, but shoulder, yeah, that's bad, Nando. Yeah, we had a question about that this morning already. Like, should I keep him in a dynasty league? And didn't know how to answer that. I guess it depends on who you're going to drop. But, you know, if you got him at the start of, a, I guess, a three-year contract this year, um, I don't even think I'd do that because you probably paid a lot for him. It's, it's tough, man. It's, it sucks, sucks, but <laughs> yeah. You know, should have held, we should have held on to Jesus Montero and Hector Noesi. I don't know. The they Yankees like fans uh, upset. Jose Campos. Look, there's tearing it up in the minors. There's a I don't know if you baseball think factory it used to be baseball primer used to have this this acronym TINSAP. It was there is no such thing as a pitching prospect. And they'd pound it over and over and over again. And I love reading it because it's I started to follow that that philosophy. So well, how, they get hurt? how do you build up yeah. your pitching staff then? Free agency? Well, I think they just meant don't overreact to these guys who are coming through the minors with these ridiculous, you know, always go with the Jesus Montero over the, the But Pineda. Pineda had a year in the big. Yeah, that's, Pineda did have a year in the big leagues. Maybe this isn't the exact situation where there is no such thing as there a pitching is. prospect. The, but it, it's worth reading just, just, to, just to get their side of things. It's, it's very interesting stuff. Yeah. A, lot of, a lot of good thinkers on there. Okay, Carl Crawford is seeing Dr. James Andrews uh, about his elbow. Thoughts on this? It sucks. <laughs> I think we've said that word three times. Yeah. Yeah. I know, uh, man. I, 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 yeah, there's, no, there's no talk of surgery yet, so let's not freak out. I mean, sometimes people go to Dr. Andrews, and there becomes talk of surgery after yeah. that visit, but not always. We've already seen that happen once this year where – you know, Dr. Andrews is just a normal doctor, too. He checks people out sometimes. So, um, Hey, Santos went to Yoakum, and he came back okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So Crawford, the, fa- the fact that it, it's gone from just a wrist injury to an elbow, you know he's going to miss more time. That stinks if you have to stash him on your bench, but I still think you have to stash him right now. 
If you are a Yoli Chassin owner and you saw his line, you should know that Carlos Gonzalez did not help him because Cargo could not see fly balls in left field and let a couple of them drop in front of him, and those were not errors. Those ended up being earned runs, uh, so it wasn't quite as bad as the numbers would indicate. That's who I dropped for Jose Altuve in the podcast. Chassin? Yeah. So don't tell everybody that. Just tell them he stunk. <laughs> okay. Stay out there on waivers. Uh, Ryan Zimmerman's MRI showed inflammation but no structural damage in his shoulder. That's good news for now, but DL not out of the question. Neftali Feliz, I wish th- I, I screwed this one up. I started him this week, and I didn't know they were skipping him in the rotation. I'm not sure when that news came out. But he pitched an inning of relief and gave up a run. So he is not going to do much for fantasy owners this week. <laughs> Uh, Twins first baseman Chris Parmalee was hit in the head by a pitch. He will be reevaluated today. Tigers starting pitcher Adam Wilkes sent down after Seattle roughed him up, and Jim Leland says he does not know who will replace him in the rotation. Uh, the Indians do not expect Shinsu Chu to go on the DL. Lorenzo Kane had a setback. He will probably not be back tomorrow. Royals GM Dayton Moore said he doesn't think it is a long-term injury with Lorenzo Kane. More from around baseball. Then we'll do buy or sell. Then we'll do prospects. Then we'll do emails. Let's start with Mark <laughs> Burley. He's 1-3 and three with a 2.63 ERA. The record's not good right now, but Burley's pitching pretty well. Thoughts on Burley, Scott? He might be able to keep that ERA on the low side pitching in the National League. Uh, he always goes deep into games, so I expect he'll have a pretty good win-loss record at the end. I still see him as more of a lower-end mixed league guy because of the lack of strikeouts, but... Uh, there's a chance he might be a little underrated because of the win-loss record. Nando, Burley, or R.A. Dickey? Dickey was very good yesterday. That's tough. Uh, but you know what? I, I'm a huge Burley fan. I think I'm going to go with Dickey. Scott? Yeah, no, I, I think Dickey's the most underrated pitcher in fantasy. We've said it before uh, because he 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 always goes eight innings, and he doesn't have some of the shortcomings knuckleballers have had in the past, throws fairly hard, and has good control, so I, I think uh, I think he's severely underowned right now. Beware, beware if it rains though. He's yeah, he thrown water <laughs> yeah, balloons, like you said. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jordan Zimmerman is incredible. One and one with a one point three three ERA. What do you guys think overall about the Nationals' rotation? They have the best rotation in baseball right now, statistically. I think they had something like twenty six scoreless innings in a row snapped yesterday. But all these guys are pitching great. Oh, yeah. It's weird, isn't it? And you know what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. It's funny now. I know. Pick them to win the, the win the East, right? Uh, win yeah, win the National card. League. Well, win the NL. Yeah. We all kind of laughed at you. We have to play that back. We talked about <laughs> well, you a lot behind let's your wait back until after September that. to play it back. <laughs> but right now, let's I, just remind I everyone right now for this moment. <laughs> in in the case of every one of their starting five. It, it, what what's happened so far is is the absolute best case scenario. I mean, they all have ERAs under two, right? Yeah, uh, maybe so. not Jackson, but Jackson's is. I don't even know what Jackson's is, so I shouldn't say that. His might be under two too. But uh, in the end, I think Jackson's going to be just a so-so starter. And Zimmerman still questioned his innings after he had only 160 last year. I questioned Gio Gonzalez's control still. We know Strasburg's only going to have 160 <laughs> innings. I, I think the buzzkill. I, I am a buzzkill, but I no, think... No, I like it. Who, who's the best sell-high candidate on the staff? Hmm. I mean, I would say Strasburg, honestly, and not because what he's done so far is unreasonable for him to do, but just because he's Steven Strasburg, so everybody already feels like he's the best pitcher in the world, and because you well, know he he's going to be done in <laughs> August. Yeah. Okay. 
not no. Uh, <laughs> you know what? Let's move on. Let's move on. James McDonald took a no hitter into the seventh, struck out eight Rockies. He's owning seventeen percent of leagues. Anyone interested? You don't know which one you're going to get any given day. You don't know which James McDonald's going to. This could have just as easily been. Uh, he walked eight Rockies in five innings. That's true. Uh, outfielder Shane Robinson for St. Louis. Is he worth looking at? No. Jay, John Jay, who he's replacing, is going to avoid the DL, and Robinson doesn't have much pop anyway. AL-only leagues, Raul Abanez might not be a terrible option. He's hitting 271, three home runs, 11 RBIs. Abanez or Shelly Duncan? Got to go Abanez. I'm going Duncan. I thought Duncan was your guy. Duncan is my guy, but what am I supposed to do? Johnny Damon's on his way up. You know, it's, it's uh, Shelly Duncan's guy. Did that ever happen officially? Did Johnny Damon sign, sign with them? Extended okay. spring training, man. I mean, He's playing. I don't know what they're going to do with Shelly Duncan at that point. Shelly Duncan has an on-base percentage over 400 right now, and, he, and they've been playing him every day. So I, I, feel like the, I feel like he's going to keep playing. And if not, the worst-case scenario is a platoon role, which is what Abanez is in anyway. I, I think, and Gardner's on the DL right now, which helps Abanez. Yeah. And that's not going to last forever. I think Abanez is the kind of guy who can get really hot and hit a lot of home runs in Yankee Stadium, though. I mean, that's... Yeah. Absolutely. That's a place, if, you know, if you're talking Nick Swisher as a 30-home run player, Rula Banyas has to be at least a 25 to 30-home run. Wow. As, that's right. a, as a 350 at-bat player, though? I, don't th- I think he's going to get more than 350 at-bats. I don't think he's in a straight platoon. He's, he's a 450-500. No. I think so, man. They signed him to be the DH. He's, they've only played, haven't they only played him against righties so far? He hit like 220 against lefties last yeah, year. Yeah, he, and he's, he's 40. DH Andrew Jones so he's going to get hurt. <laughs> Eventually. He's playing DH, though. You just stand up and swing. And you run. <laughs> and you pull something. <laughs> he trots. He doesn't run. He just trots. <laughs> all he does. Nothing, right? He does karate, man. He's flexible. Uh, all right. Know. Here we go. I don't, I'm not high on a Bonius. Buy or sell. Uh, you guys are squaring off today. I like <laughs> we it. We are. <laughs> buy or sell. Matt Weeders. Uh, I'm, okay, here's how buy or sell is going to work. I'm going to make a statement. You are going to buy or sell the statement. Matt Weeders is having his breakout year. Uh, sorry, <laughs> I already messed it up. <laughs> buy. Really? Okay. Yes. I'll buy that. Yeah. Uh, so what does that make him? Like a top three catcher? I mean, is he going to... There's a lot of good catchers. Yeah. Top six. Okay. Uh, Austin Jackson is good. <laughs> I'll buy that. I'll sell that. Yeah, that's what I thought. I like it. <laughs> Jackson or Deaza? Deaza. Uh, Deaz actually, the more you look at his minor league numbers, he's had some power in in the past, a little bit, enough to to justify. This is the first time I've ever heard you say anything good about Alejandro Deaz. I'm kind of warming up to him a little bit. Well, you know why? Because Azer puts him against these impossible. Who would you rather (laughs) have? Well, yesterday he was one of our more legit than you thinks. (laughs) Yeah. So he's he's more legit than we think. Uh, Jackson or Brennan Bosch? Jackson. I will slightly go Bosch. Matt Holiday, buy or sell this. Matt Holiday is a bust this year. Sell. Sell that. Uh, buy or sell. Paul Canerco will be a top five first baseman this season. He's number one right now. I, I got to sell it. I'll buy but top five. Yeah? But not well, number one. Well, I mean, obviously ranking-wise, number one right now. He, oh, no, no, not number one. I'm buying, top, I was buying him as a top five, I was asking. He ended up number nine last year. Yeah, I mean, there's Miggy, Gonzalez, Fielder. Fielder. Teixeira. Teixeira. Pujols. Votto. Pujols. 
Probably not going to I, I don't see it happening. In the end, he'll probably end up back to close to where he was last year. Would you say that? Last year, yeah. though, he had a really terrible Adam Dunn. This year, if Adam Dunn's coming back fierce, I mean, that, that could get him some better pitches, more protection in the lineup, blah, blah, blah. He was really good. Canerco was really good. Yeah. I mean, All right, then let's, let's change. Are you buying that he's going to stay good? That he's going to have another yes, good I year? Yes, I buy that. I buy that. Uh, Alex Rios is a mixed league starter in three outfield leagues. I'll buy that. Um, mixed. Mixed league. Yeah. No, I can't buy that yet. I, I see how he could be, but I'm, I'm going to have to sell that for now. He's hitting 362, but only one home run and one steal. Uh, buy or sell, Obaldo Jimenez should be started every week in mixed leagues. Sell. I'll sell that just for the absolution of it all. <laughs> every week in any format? Well, all right. <laughs> all right, then. Uh, you want me to change it? <laughs> no, it's, it's all right. Is, it a two, is there a two-team league out there? <laughs> <laughs> He's owned in 95% of leagues, started in 71%. Yeah. Ob- a- Obaldo Jimenez is going to be a number three fantasy pitcher this year. No, sell. I, I, I'm buying that. I, there are some leagues right now, and the smallest I play in is 10 teams, I should mention. There are some leagues right now where I would drop Ubaldo Jimenez. Not Nando, though. Not me. <laughs> All right. I, I, you know, I, I'm not going to lie. I kind of picked some of these just because I, <laughs> I knew what I would get um, from two of you. Mariners infielder Alex Liddy should be owned in almost all AL-only leagues. I am going to sell that. I like the home runs and back-to-back games. I think they should play them more, but right now it's just lefties, and that's 220, 250 at-bat territory. Buy or sell, Joey Votto will disappoint this year. After all, he only has one home run. <laughs> I like how you said that. I wish people could see the animation in your face. When you... <laughs> well, it was kind of sarcasm. We're going to sell that, right? I'm going to yeah. buy that. You're going to buy that? I don't think he's going to be bad, but I think he's going to disappoint people. Okay, okay. Explain. Uh... I just think, you know, MVP, we overrated him just a tad. I mean, I, I could see him slipping a little bit in the home runs, maybe. Not to the point where he sucks, but to the point where he's going to disappoint four people. times. You know, if you, picked, if you picked Votto with your number six pick, I could see him producing, like, number 15 right. numbers, which will disappoint some people. Uh, yeah, the, wow, the word sucks. It's the word of the day. Uh, you got it by in my the head way, now. He only had one home run in May last season, if you want to stay optimistic on Votto. Uh, so s- slow months are not completely uncommon. Jose Altuve will outperform Dustin Ackley this year, buy or sell? I am going to still sell that as much as I'm, <laughs> I'm picking up Altuve everywhere. And really what Altuve is doing right now is what I see Ackley doing. I- I'm still going to sell it for now, though. I'll sell it, but slight- slightly. Buy or sell, Johnny Cueto is a legit number two starter. In fantasy? Yeah. So what, a top 24 pitcher? Sure. Sell. <clears throat> I'll sell that. Top 36 pitcher. That's closer. That's yeah, closer I might, for me. I might buy that. Uh, buy or sell, Derek Jeter will be a top five shortstop this season in fantasy. <laughs> I'll sell that. Scott, <laughs> you hate Jeter? I don't hate Jeter. There's a lot of Jeter haters in the world. I'm not a, I don't consider myself a Jeter hater. Um, five. Should I clarify that I'm a, I love Jeter? Yeah. And I hate when people say, oh, he has no range. Oh, he's terrible. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I just don't think he's going to be a top five fantasy shortstop. All right. This, this is, this is a longer guy. pause than it's worth. I'm, I'll, I'll say sell, but yeah, I'm not 
confident. <laughs> Buy or sell Josh Willingham as a top 30 outfielder this season? Sell. Sell. But I'd buy top 50. Fair enough. Here we go. Prospects. This is where I shut up and you guys do all the work. Who do we need to know about in prospect land? Will Middlebrooks. That's the hot one on everyone's lips this week. Got a lot of home runs down in Pawtucket. And, uh, you know, Kevin Euclid's struggling. Nine. Wow. He keeps going. He's a third baseman. He had seven the other day when I looked, and it was like six and eight games or Herc, something. Herc's giving me updates every time he hits a home run. Mike Herkham comes over and, is, you know, Middlebrooks hit another home run. <laughs> Middlebrooks has eight. Middlebrooks has nine. <laughs> yeah, I Herc, think. by the way, is uh, on our fantasy staff, in case you guys don't know. But, yeah, go on. Yeah, the, well, things keep going the way they've been going for Kevin Euclid. He gets traded, maybe. He winds up on the DL. Middlebrooks, I see, making an impact this year. If they trade Kevin Euclid, there will be riots in the streets of they, – they will set fire to Fenway Park. You really think so? You think, you think no. Yeah, Red because Sox they don't like really Bobby Valentine right now. Kevin, well, Bobby, Sox fans Bobby turn Bobby Valentine's not on making the trades. Yeah, I, no, I think, I think that if they trade Euclid, they'd be – no, I don't know. I mean, they traded Nomar. I don't think they're going to trade Euclid. Look, Euclid's played the outfield. He played the outfield before. If he wasn't, I mean, well, why wouldn't they trade Euclid? If they if they fall out of contention, they traded no more. I'm not saying they're going to be out of contention all year. Um, and they clearly have this replacement ready to go. Euclid is is clearly at a stage of his career where he has trouble staying on the field. Might be in a decline. It, it would seem silly not to trade him. Honestly, who else we got in Prospect Town? Uh, I like Tyler Thornburg a lot. In double A, has 26 Ks and 22 and a third innings. And um, which uh, organization? Yeah, it's the Brewers. Obviously, they've lost Chris Narvison for the year. They're making do with Marco Estrada now. I don't think they'll stick with that all year. Thornburg, you look at his track record, it's like 11 Ks per nine every year up the ladder. So I, I think he has a lot of upside, and I could see him getting a midseason call up. He almost threw a no hitter, a perfect game. Last week, like he was like our, he was our most viewed player, our top five most viewed in the entire CBS Sports. Trevor Bauer is still crushing it. Yeah. 0.40 ERA. Yeah, I mean we could talk about him every week. Yeah, right? that's true. I'm convinced he's going to be up. Anthony Rizzo, seven home runs, hitting 373. I thought Rizzo was going to get called up, and Lahare was going to move to the outfield and DeJesus to center field with Campana. I, I thought that was going to be the move when they traded away Bird, but it didn't happen. I think they just want to keep Rizzo down there for a little while longer. Okay, the rest of the list, Brad Eldridge. He's, Brad, he's destroying the ball right now. Yeah, geez. <laughs> His slugging home. is over one right now. <laughs> jeez, man. Yeah, he is killing it. But he's got nowhere to play. He's, he's pretty old. It's first base in Detroit. Yeah, Brad, he's, he's Brad been Eldred. around. Yeah, I think he might just be stuck as a AAA player forever. Uh, Matt Laporta doing well for Cleveland. Seems kind of like a quadruple-A guy. Starling Marte. Uh, nine steals. A lot of steals. Jose Tabata not performing well in the outfield. All right, well, you guys tell me who you want to roster right now. Who I'd roster? Yeah, who would you want on your fantasy team if you're taking a shot here? And, and put Trout in, in the equation, too. Because, I mean, Trout is killing it, but they say nothing's coming anytime soon, as Scott said earlier. Right. It depends so much. In, 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 in standard mix leagues... I generally don't like to stash prospects because it's just you don't really know when they're coming up. You don't know 
how well they're going to perform. There's, there's just so many good major league out there that I don't do that. But if you start talking NL only, AL only, then there's a lot of guys worth stashing. Middlebrooks, I would think, be worth owning in deeper AL only. Rizzo, deeper NL only. Garrett Richards, who we didn't mention before, uh, tearing it up at AAA, 167 ERA. Angels he, pitcher. Yeah, he could replace Jerome Williams at some point. Uh, Thornburg, Bauer. <laughs> Look, it, it, I just feel like that's a scenario where they're either it, it's either none of them are really worth owning or almost all of them are. Travis okay. Blackley, not a prospect. He's been around forever, but he's pitching really well. And if something is wrong with Lincecum and they got to pull up a starter, he's right there in the San Francisco system. And he's, I mean, he's zero point five five ERA. You know, he was he was a Seattle prospect in like two thousand. And just had shoulder surgery, bounced around a little bit. I think he went to Korea, stuff like that. And, yeah, he's, he's Australian, you know, not a hard thrower, but he's got some good numbers, and he could be a nice replacement. Shoulder surgery? So you're saying... Like in 05, he had shoulder surgery. So you're saying Michael Pineda is going to pitch in Korea before we see him <laughs> in the bigs again? You never know if that's the way it's going <laughs> to... He was a Seattle prospect. Let's run through some emails quickly here. Fantasy Baseball at cbsinteractive.com. Put podcasts in the subject line. Uh, Joe in Rhode Island needs help with a trade. 12-team head-to-head points league. I'm one of only two or three teams that stream pitchers. I was offered Troy Tulowitzki and Michael Bourne for Cole Hamels and Brandon Beachy. Tulo and Bourne for Hamels and Beachy. Uh, I also have Verlander, Lance Lynn, Colby Lewis, Philip Umber, and Henderson Alvarez. What do you think? Should he give up Hamels and Beachy for Tulo and Bourne? Yeah, especially for streaming pitchers. That plays right into your strategy. You get the best player in the deal, first of all, with Tulo. You ditch Hamels, who apparently you don't need because you're streaming pitchers. Uh, Beachy, I mean, it stinks to lose those pitchers, but if your strategy is to stream pitchers, you know, pop in some middle relievers and uh, and exchange all your pitchers every day. It does get really thin without Hamels and Beachy, his staff here. So, I mean, I, I don't like the, the crazy stream pitchers, but I think you have to do this deal still. It's just too much value. Tom says, I have the opportunity to trade Andre Ethier for Michael Bourne. Should I do it? Nah. Um, I think Bourne I think Bourne's a little more valuable than Ethier. Okay. In Josh, both formats. Josh Sorry. Glad to help you, Tom. <laughs> Josh in Minnesota. Love the show. I want to hear more Joe out of Nando. <laughs> oh, I got Michael. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Bees? Beads. Right? I don't Bees? remember that. You never saw that one? Of course. I've seen them all. I don't remember it, though. Look it up. Beads. Arrested Development beads. Where'd the lighter fluid come from? You know that one? <laughs> uh, also, <laughs> yeah, that's one of my favorite lines. I know I'm going to spend my day not writing a column. Yeah, exactly. All right, here's the question. Uh, I'm losing my patience with Buckholds and Ubaldo Jimenez. Do I stand pat with them or do I head, the, head, uh, do I head to the waiver wire for guys like Cologne, Vargas, Malone, Zito, Detweiler, Wandy, Dickey, Arroyo, etc.? Uh, or Henderson Alvarez, Anthony Bass... Uh, blah, blah, blah. What do you think? Are any of those options, Cologne, Vargas, Malone, Zito, Detweiler, Wandy, Dickey, Arroyo, Alvarez, Bass, better than Buckholtz and Jimenez? It's close with Jimenez and Cologne for me, but I still would probably stick with Jimenez. All right. No, I think you're going to agree. Yeah, I think you stick with those guys for a little while longer. If anyone, there's, you know, Malone stands out a little bit. He's been pitching well. Kevin from Devon, Dear Fantasy Four Non Blondes. I think Al might have referenced this on the show yesterday. I didn't read it. Or maybe that was off the air. But we like the uh, greeting. Uh, Kevin wants to know what's up with Brandon Morrow. He's an entirely different pitcher based on his K through nine and his walk rate. Uh, 
Uh, what's going on with Morrow, guys? Yeah, Al and I actually had this. We're having this conversation the other day. It, yeah, you look at the percentages. It's 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 like his whole identity's changed. We we're we're both kind of thinking it's just one of those flukes that happens because it's, there's been so few games so far, and that eventually he'll get back to being the more than a strikeout per inning guy and everything else that goes along with Brandon Morrow. Uh, so I I don't want to make any any real judgments on Morrow and, until I see more because uh, th- there's no explanation for this right now. So like you call Al like eight o'clock at night just hang out, <laughs> hey man, about Brandon Morrow. No, I mean, we get on a conference we, call. We do work next to each other. Uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fellas, thanks a lot. We'll be back tomorrow. It's Take Your Kid to Work Day today. Is it? Well, it is around here anyway. Haven't you noticed all the little kids that are running around? I put my head down and work on the notes for the podcast for a yeah. half hour. And then I, <laughs> I, I have to uh, sit them down in front of a camera and ask them questions and get them on camera. and It'll be pretty cool for them. Not, not as cool for me, but you it'll have be cool to. For, for the 8- to 13-year-olds. That's a good attitude, Adam Azer. Well, you know, it's right in the middle of the day. I got stuff to do. But you no, are gonna be there. They're going to grow up. These kids are going to be like 25. And, you know, well, we got your start in TV. Oh, this guy, Adam Azer, asked me questions one day when I went to my dad's work. It was yeah. great. I'm going to make them uh, follow me on Twitter. He had a tie on. Yeah. <laughs> are kids on Twitter? Uh, that's no, a dumb I'm, question. That's the dumbest question I've no, ever asked in my life. No, 13 year old kids are probably not on Twitter. That young, but yeah. just saying, our, our kids, kids on, on Twitter. Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> what's, this, what's this dance they're doing? <laughs> Thanks a lot to Scott and Nando and to all the listeners. Back tomorrow. Talk to you later.